Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You, and we have an exciting program today. We have a special guest, Joy Lucius. She's a staff writer for the American Family Association Journal. She's a retired school teacher, and she's just written a fascinating book that's just been released, uh, Rose and Odette, The Unknown Children of the Holocaust. And we're going to talk today about the one million children that perished during the Holocaust. And it's unthinkable. How could Germany, a very strong Christian nation, both Catholic and Protestant, how could German Christians murder uh, not only six million Jewish people, but also children, uh, including a million children that were annihilated during the Holocaust. And a very relevant question that we need to ask in our own age is, could it happen again? Could the Holocaust happen again? And to answer this, we need to ask, what were the conditions that fed into the perfect storm of the Holocaust? And do we see any of these same conditions today? The single most apocalyptic event in modern times was the Holocaust, a collision of social and political conditions that led to the perfect storm. And so I wrote a piece. It's in our website, israelteam.org. And if you want to read further about this, you can go to our issues section. And uh, it's a Israel Team fact sheet, and it's called The Perfect Storm, The Seven Conditions That Led to the Holocaust. And it will help you understand how the unthinkable Holocaust could even take place. But some of the conditions, one was replacement theology. German Christians formed the strongest Protestant church in the world before and during the Holocaust. In the years prior to Hitler's rise to power, both Protestant and Catholic churches preached the false doctrine of supersessionism, a theology that proclaimed that God had broken his covenant with the Jewish people and the Christian church had superseded and replaced the Jews as God's chosen ones. In the 1930s, both Protestant and Catholic Christians were calling for the forced expulsion from Germany. One leading German Protestant scholar in 1933, he wrote a small book called The Answer to Our Jewish Problem. His name was Gerard Kittle. His works in the New Testament are still being used in seminaries today. And so this evangelical Protestant theologian wrote this book, 1933, and he says, here's how we're going to deal with the Jews of Germany. His first conclusion was exterminate them, put them all to death. But he said, you know, how are we going to exterminate 500,000 Jews of Germany? So his final solution was forced expulsion. So think about that for just a second. A German evangelical scholar is calling for the extermination of Jews uh, in Germany in 1933. Another uh, thing that led to the Holocaust <clears throat> condition was uh, campus anti-Semitism. It spread throughout uh, Germany uh, in the 1930s, and it spread in America. Harvard University was a leading uh, school that had major issues with uh, the Jews of Germany. And Hitler's foreign press chief, uh, Ernst Hanstegel, he came to Harvard University, 
And he said this, the, the Jewish vampires are sucking Jewish blood and that Nazi stormtroopers would pursue Germany's 600,000 Jews. And when he said this, the Harvard student paper, The Crimson, supported Hans Stegel by calling for Harvard to decree upon him an honorary degree as a badge of honor appropriate to his high position in the government of a friendly country. And so as Jews were being segregated and their shops and businesses were being burned, campuses across America were calling for the expulsion of Jews out of Germany. Uh, There was a media bias against Jews. Uh, The Nazis used propaganda to uh, inflict great judgment upon the Jewish people. There was a boycott of all Jewish businesses and shops. 250 synagogues were burned uh, in Germany in uh, the, the 1930s. There were random acts of violence. There were pogroms and displacement. Jews were pushed from their homes into the ghettos and into the gas chambers. There was a worldview that allowed for genocide. And the question is, do we see some of these same conditions happening in our world today? And the answer is yes. Replacement theology has come back. Most of the mainline denominations in America have already embraced replacement theology. They're calling for the boycott and divestment and sanctioning of the state of Israel. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, they're boycotted uh, the state of Israel. And this is being supported by many Christian denominations that have uh, embraced replacement theology once again. Uh, One leading scholar in America today, his name is Dr. Gary Burge, and he wrote a book called Whose Land, Whose Promise? And he says on page 176 of his book, I'm holding it in my hand, he says this, the people of Israel cannot claim to be planted as vines in the land. They cannot be rooted in the vineyard unless they are first grafted into Jesus. Branches that attempt living in the land, the vineyard, which refuse to be attached to Jesus will be cast out and burned. So he's saying that if Israeli Jews do not convert to Christianity, they're good for nothing and should be burned to death. This is an evangelical scholar writing in our day calling for the annihilation of the Jewish people. That's how far we have come. When this book came out, A few years ago, Christianity Today, the flagship magazine of uh, evangelicalism, gave this book by Dr. Gary Burge the award of merit. So that's kind of where we're at today, the rise of replacement theology once again in Christianity. Uh, There's boycotts, divestments, and sanctions of Israeli products, the state of Israel. There's random acts of violence, and there is a worldview that allows for genocide today on many college campuses. I was recently on a Christian college campus, and a speaker was talking about uh, Israel and a group, Students for Justice of Palestine, which has a chapter on this Christian college campus. They rose up against this speaker, and the uh, the chapel service had to be canceled. And so their cry is, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And what they're saying is, the Jewish people need to be ethnically cleansed out of the entire uh, area of, of Israel, and they must be pushed into the sea and be put to death. So that's kind of what's happening today. The seven conditions that led to the Holocaust, they're back in full force. 
And again, you can read this piece, a fact sheet by Israel Team. It's an israelteam.org. Go to the issues section, and you can gain a, a better understanding of what is happening today in the rise of anti-Semitism. So our special guest today is Joy Lucius. Again, she's a staff writer for AFA Journal, and I applaud the American Family Association because they're really tackling this subject of the rise of replacement theology, the rise, again, of uh, anti-Semitism within Christian circles in America, and I applaud them for their courage uh, to stand up and really record what is happening today across the church world when it comes to anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism. And so Joy's fascinating book, Rose and Odette, The Unknown Children of the Holocaust, and Rose, uh, I'm sorry, Rose, I called you Rose. <laughs> That's Rose, right. Uh, so Joy, so great to have you on the on Thank Israel you. and you today. I'm honored to be here. And um, every time I listen to you, listen to your program, I learn so much. And my heart is just broken further and further for um, our Jewish brothers and sisters. So this project means so much to me. And um, I believe it means a lot to the heart of God. Um, it started kind of as a miracle. I think I've told you about it before. No, it's a great story. <laughs> it is a great story, and most people um, are as amazed as I am. Um, I am so blessed to be at AFA. I'm a retired school teacher, and this is my second profession. And uh, we are so blessed at AFA Journal. We get to meet and interview people from around the world who are working to um, undergird the family and in the church. And so uh, a f- couple of years ago, I got to interview Diane McNeil from Unknown Child Foundation um, in uh, there near Memphis, Tennessee. And I interviewed her about their work to remember the 1.5 million children of the Holocaust. And she invited me to come tour their memorial. And um So in the meantime, I did my job. I researched and researched. And one of the very first pictures that I pulled up during my research online was a picture of two dark-haired, dark-eyed Jewish girls from Paris, France. And I researched for hours, but I kept coming back to this one picture. And even though they looked nothing at all like myself or my sister, they just kept reminding me of my sister Lisa. And I kept thinking, What a tragedy that they lost the gift of sisterhood. And um, I just, it moved me. And so I put the picture in my purse, Erin, and kind of shoved it away and just Mm -hmm. tried to forget about it. And um, a couple of weeks later, after a family vacation, we, my sister and I got to go visit the memorial. And it was an amazing tour. Um, It brought me to tears, and I learned things that I had not known about the 1.5 children, 1.5 million children. But after it was over, one of the tour guides said, we forgot to turn on the sound system for you. And um, a couple of the other people said, well, it's too late now. And he said, no, let me go get a little mini recorder so you can hear just a, a snippet. And they have in the background of this tour playing at all times a very solemn, somber recitation of about 300 names of the the 1.5 million children that died in the Holocaust. And they're just read, and and um, it's kind of plays in the background as you go. So 
they they brought the recorder in and it still wouldn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could tell that my tour guide was getting very frustrated and he right. began to apologize. And about that time, the recorder came on and we heard two names. We heard Rose Abalafia, 1932 to 1944. Odette Abalafia, 1936 to 1944. And I screamed. I screamed, stop, stop. And I began to rifle through my purse and find the picture of those very two girls that was still in my purse. So out of 1.5 million children, there were 300 names that are spoken daily in this exhibit. And yet I only heard two names that day. And those two names were the same two names of the beautiful little girls and the picture I had in my purse. And so that was the beginning of the journey of this book, Rose and Odette. Yeah, and you, I think you talked to your sister afterwards and you said someone needs to write a story, and she said, "I think you're the, you're the one to write she, the, write the book." We, they did, and my my uh, granddaughter really kind of put the icing on the cake. I showed her the picture, and I told her the story, and I gave her all the excuses why I had no business writing a story. I, I told her, you know. We're Christians. And I said, this is such a holy story. I really don't even feel like I have the right to tell the story. And I'm not a a novelist. I'm a teacher. And I gave her all my excuses. And when I was done, she looked at me and she said, but yeah, yeah, if God says write it, you have to write it. That's good. So here it is. It's done. and, And it is dedicated to my sister and to my granddaughters, Emma and Ella. Wow. Yeah, so in your research, Joy, um, and to write a book like this, it, it takes uh, gobs of hours and yes. hours and hours researching. Um, you, you did a fabulous job, you know, researching and, and recording the story of these, these two precious uh, French Jewish girls. So it's, what's amazing is, you know, Germany was a Christian nation. And uh, both Protestant and Catholic, some of the great hymns of the church came from Germany. Uh, The great theologians of the the day came out of Germany. So when we come back after the break, I want to ask you a question. What would lead a Christian nation like Germany to annihilate 6 million Jewish people, but 1.5 million kids, children, many of them infants, yes. that were, were put to death by the Nazis. And oftentimes Hitler used young men and women to do this terrible work. So when we come back from the break, I want to ask you that question. You know, okay. Could it happen again? And what caused the, the murder of 1.5 million children? And so when we come back, we're talking with Joy Lucius, staff writer for American Family uh, Journal. See you on the other side. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, and I'm honored to serve as president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team is a unique nonprofit organization that is changing the growing narrative within the Christian world that the Jewish people are illegally occupying the land of Israel. The truth is that God, the God of the Bible, identifies himself as the God of Israel, and Jerusalem is his footstool. God has given this land to the Jewish people as an eternal possession. Within the evangelical communities, millennial generation, and Generation Z, there is an alarming decline of support for Israel. 
Israel. Presently, about 70% of young evangelicals are unsure of Israel's right of their very existence. If this trend continues, we are going to see a majority anti-Israel evangelical movement within 10 years. Imagine future Christian leaders in America calling for the removal of Jews from the Holy Land. Israel team cares deeply about the future of American Christianity and is investing in the young Christian leaders of tomorrow. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. We mentor pastors and church leaders and counteract the growing trend of replacement theology being proclaimed from churches across America. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. We ask you that you consider giving to Israel Team on a monthly basis. In the present exponential rise of anti-Semitism in America, our efforts must double to push back against this darkness. For your gift this month to Israel Team, we want to send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of anti-Semitism and what can be done to stop it. Go to israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You, and our special guest today is Joy Lucius. She's a staff writer for the American Family Association Journal, a retired school teacher, and she's just written a fascinating, wonderful book, Rose and Odette, The Unknown Children of the Holocaust. And again, I want to applaud the American Family Association for tackling this uh, very important topic of the Holocaust and answering tough questions like how could a Christian nation like Germany uh, annihilate 6 million innocent Jewish men, women, and children, 1.5 million being infants and small children. So, Joy, as we've come back, you know, the question that I, that I want to ask you, what would lead a Christian nation like Germany to annihilate 1.5 million children? Was it demonic hatred? Was it racism? Was it just taking scripture out of context? Was it nationalism taken to the extreme? In all your research, what, what have you come up with as, as an answer for this harrowing question? Well, it is. An, it's a very uh, troubling question, especially in light of what we see happening today in our own world. But honestly, Aaron, I think it is a combination of all of those things. It's It was the perfect storm, and it can happen again. But when you look back, I believe that it, it is very much like last night I was reading in my prayer time the um, song that Moses read to the children of Israel right before he was getting ready. He knew he was dying, and he pretty much predicted that even though they had seen such um, wonder and awe and, and they had lived it, that they would once again turn from the Lord. And I think that that's what happened with Germany. That's what's happening in America. You have nations, both of which were godly nations founded on the principles of the Bible. But I think that 
they turned their eyes from God. And so the devil used that that spirit of nationalism of we can do it ourselves, we're strong, we're, um, uh, we're a strong, amazing nation, even pride in being a Christian nation. And so I think the enemy used that against them and just and it, I think it just grew from, from moment to moment. But if you take what happened, and for the last two years, I have really researched and studied. I thought I knew a lot about um, the Holocaust period because I taught it in my literature classes my entire um, career. So I thought I knew a lot, but I really didn't. And I still don't know a lot. But what I did learn that it, it was a journey, and it was a journey where every step, the people, the Christian people around um the country just kind of closed their eyes and turned their eyes away from the truth of God's Word and to themselves and what they wanted and what they believed. And if you trace every step that happened in Germany, Aaron, it is happening right now in our nation. Um, just since May alone, anti-Semitic hate crimes have risen 62%. Right. Now, they were already 61% of the hate crimes in America, but they have been on the rise 62%. And so that tells you that we are. We are turning our eyes from God, and we are we are accepting the things that have been taught that that we are the replacement. But I just I cannot understand that because if you are if you are love the Lord and you're close to the heart of God, then you hear him whisper constantly, bless my people, pray for my people. And so the the more I learned, the more I heard God whisper to me, these are my people and I need you to to tell the world, I need you to tell other children in schools across America that this can happen again if we don't remember who we are in Christ. And so that's that's the main thing that I learned, that we are on the track. And, you know, sadly, I can almost envision the trains being prepared for us. And I'm afraid that America will blindly climb on the same trains and do the same things that um, Germany did to God's people. Yeah, we're we're in a very uh, difficult season where we're seeing you know history beginning to repeat itself. It really itself. is. And in in the Nazis called it positive Christianity, and they <sighs> basically took out you know the principles of of Scripture, and they just focused on the positive. Today we call it progressive Christianity. Yes. Where we have basically denied the word of God. We're we're preaching a false narrative, a false doctrine on in pulpits across America. Mm-hmm. And this whole issue of of Israel is, you know, the scripture says in the last days uh, God will make Israel a stumbling stone. Yes. And that's what's happening today and there's so many uh, churches across America, colleges, seminaries that have embraced a replacement theology. And, you know, I don't know if history really actually perfectly repeats itself, no. but there are patterns, there are patterns yes. that were, you know, the same patterns during the Holocaust we're seeing uh, today within America. And so, you know, I really, again, Joy, just thank you so much for, for writing this book, Rose and Odette, The Unknown Children of the Holocaust. And, you know, during the Holocaust, there was were no denominations uh, that 
rose up and stood up and said no. But there were individual Christians. Yes, that, there were. Uh, like Corey Tenboom, uh, like a small village up in fr- um, the mountains of France, uh, Le Chambon Sior Lyon, and it was a, a group of French Huguenot Christians that said, these are our brothers and sisters, the Jewish people, and we're going to hide them. And so they saved 5,000 Jewish children wow. from the gas chambers. But the, the crazy thing is that there were, that's just a, an anomaly, just this small little congregation up in the mountains of France. But there were, uh, for the most part, Christians, as you said, turned a blind eye. They, yes. they didn't deal with it. They didn't uh, protest. They allowed it to happen. And if Christianity in Germany uh, would have stood up, I doubt that it would have happened the way it, it came down. I doubt there would have been six million Jews. But Christians turned in their neighbors and said, yeah, the next door neighbor's Jewish. Uh, some Jews had converted in, to Christianity in order to protect themselves and save themselves. But pastors went through the church roles with the Nazis and you know said, these are our Jewish people that have converted. The Nazis rounded them up and sent them to the death camps, to the gas chambers. So just thank you so much for, for uh, writing this book and telling us actually what happened. And so this is just one of several books that you're going to write. What's, what's your next project, Joy? Well, this is called the Priceless Pennies series, and in conjunction with um, the Unknown Child Foundation, AFA is... Um, is uh, beginning a series of books about the unknown children. And I just have to say that I am so thankful to the leadership here at AFA. When I brought them this project, they were immediately on board. There was no hesitation. There was an immediate acceptance. In fact, um, one of our vice presidents said, Oh, Joy, I've been praying that God would give us an avenue to help be a bridge between um, Christians and Jews. And he said, this could be a great tool. And so um, we are going to highlight different children from the Holocaust. <laughs> of course, there's no way we'll ever tell the story of of all of them, but every one of those 1.5 million children were precious to the heart of God. They were known. In fact, they were known before they were formed in their mother's wombs, and they have a story to tell. And just like with Rose and Odette, as I began to um, search, and after over a year, I found unknown family members that had literally um, two teenage brothers who had been saved by some of those Christian people who um, had to work on their own outside of the church to help people. Um, Rose and Odette's two older brothers, David and Leon, were literally put in the bottom of a Paris garbage truck by members of the Salvation Army, and they were carted out of France to the mountains of France where they lived um, until the end of the war. But after the war, um, they were traumatized. They had no family left. So um, one brother changed his name because um, I met his uh, son online and he said, my Mm -hmm. father always said, the only good Jew is a hidden Jew. So he Mm -hmm. hid himself best he could. Um, So those are the stories that we're going to tell. That's really awesome. And, you know, where we need to begin is uh, in grammar school, yes. you know, a child can read uh, like books like The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. I know so many young people that, it was my that read that book and it that gave them an understanding. So I really pray that your book and the work of AFA 
really helps to educate the younger generation about what took place in the Holocaust. We were at, recently at a college, a Christian Evangelical University, about 10,000 students. We did a man in the street video, and the first question was, what was the Holocaust? Oh. And Joy, no one knew. They didn't know what the That's Holocaust was. So I thank you for your work in, in writing the history of the, the forgotten children. And if you want to get a great book and read it, it's Rose and Odette, The Unknown Children of the Holocaust by Joy Lucius. Thanks, Joy, for being with us. Thank you. God. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.